spirit, soul, and body, and I thank you for the anointing upon your word, for the precious power and anointing of the Holy Spirit in our midst right now. God, send the rain. Pour out your spirit. We are seeing an example in our state right now. What happens when, when there is no rain? Dryness comes. The ground gets cracked. That's what happens in our spirit when we do not allow the washing of the water, the word. Be ready. Be on fire. And go forward. Praise you, God. Pastor has a nugget here. Opportunities may knock once, but temptations bang on the front door forever. Opportunities may knock once, but the temptations bang on the front door forever. Praise you, Jesus. I'm going to try to work both these in here. Romans 14, 17. See how well the, <laughs> I know the Holy Spirit can do this, but how good of a listener I am. I just yield myself to you, God. These two sermons are going to dovetail together. Romans 14, 17. First of all, Lord, we want to thank you for your presence, for your power and your anointing. We cry out to you this morning. That you heal our land. 
There are so many out there that do not know you or might know you but do not serve you. Place within, within our spirit, God, so heavy that we share the good news of the gospel, not just the good news, but we are determined to lead people to Jesus because it's not your desire, Lord, that one person go to hell. Help us to become bold and to share with even those that we, we would, would seemingly try to intimidate us that we do not let anything stop us from sharing with who you would have us share with. We call the backsliders back, Lord. We need the reign of your spirit, God. God, send the rain. Pour out your spirit. After all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it is righteousness, that state which makes a person acceptable to God, and the heart peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He's telling us here, it's not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it's righteousness that makes a person acceptable to God and heart peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Those three things we need to have in this hour. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In Psalms 29.11, The Bible says the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The Lord will give strength to, unto his people. The Lord will bless 
It's a blessing. It's a blessing from God, this peace. His people with peace. Righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. He says, I will give strength unto my people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. If you do not have peace in an area, then you are being harassed. We learned this morning the three ways to minister unto God. How many remember those? What are they? Pardon? Three hours. Worship and praise. Confessing the word. And praying in the Holy Ghost. Hour of each. Hallelujah. Psalms 4, 1 through 8. Most people, if you ask them if they get 10 minutes of prayer a day in, it would be a miracle. You cannot wait until right before you go to bed unless, unless you stay awake like I do till 2, 3, whatever, and wait then to read your Bible. You're going to go out. It's easier to set your alarm an hour earlier. and You know, I personally like that hour because there's no noise. Psalms 4, 1 through 8. Answer me when I call, O God, of my righteousness and uprightness, justice and right standing with you. You have freed me when I was hemmed in and enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O oh, you sons of men, how long will you turn my honor and glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and frutility and seek after lies? Selah, pause and calmly think of that. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself and given distinction to him who is godly, the man of loving kindness. The Lord listens and heeds when I call to him. How powerful can that get? Wow. But I know that the Lord is set apart for himself and given distinction to him who is godly, the man, who, who, the man of loving kindness. The Lord listens and heeds when I call to him. Be angry and stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own hearts upon, the bed, upon your beds and be silent. Sorry for the things you say in your hearts. Sorry for the things you say in your hearts. Let's see. Verse 4. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your, with your own heart on your bed and be still. So he's saying, 
to commune with God on your bed and be still. Why does he want you to be still? So you can hear from him? Praise you, Jesus. My prayer is that every time we come together, people will come in. God promised that this would be a hospital. Whatever they need, they will receive. You cannot experience everything you need you will receive from God unless there is a place prepared where God's presence can come in and minister. It's up to each one of us to prepare our hearts before we come to meet him. Like I shared with the early class, maybe this, this morning too, I am keeping myself prepared to meet the king at any hour. Any hour, any time, any day. Say, oh, they've said that for years. Some said it for years. Everyone is saying it now. Unless you're in a seeker-friendly church or whatever, and I, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure there are some there that are saying it. But when you are so committed to doing your own thing, you're not going to keep yourself ready. I guarantee it. Because that, you know, sin only is, is enjoyable for a season. But what you have to live with after, after that one moment or that one whatever, it's not worth it. I have been there. It's not worth it. Because once a person opens that door, the enemy knows that I got in that spot once. So he'll keep knocking. He'll keep trying. You know, and Pastor doesn't mind me sharing this. He said when he came back to the Lord, after being backslidden, I don't know how many years was it? Eight years, something like that. I can't remember. He said it was hard. It was hard to, to get back in, to become faithful to church, to read the word like he had, to open up in prayer like he had. Well, you know, when we harden our hearts to things, it's the same thing. You know, we can become offended or whatever and harden our hearts and we find it harder and harder and harder to allow the spirit that we've, we need to break up that fallow ground. We need to bust it up. It's like, if you go by our house right now, our yard is a mess because we had to put a hole from the house to the street, the sewer in it, you know, then the drought hit. We painted the house and everything, but now we're waiting to do the lawn. I'm not going to do the lawn in the middle of this. I'll tell you that right now. So, you know, I go out and look at that every day. Dry, hard ground. Our backyard doesn't look like that. You know, you have an oasis back there, and then you got this whatever. But I look at that every day, and it, it you know, it's a good, it's a good. What's the word I want to use? 
Yeah, that's good. Illustration of if I let myself go backwards. I have a really good sermon that's an excellent sermon on how people fall the levels and how quickly it is and how, you know, they don't even realize it. It's so subtle. I can't find it, but I will. But it's so subtle, but it is an illustration to go out there and look at this, you know, go through our neighborhood and look at, you know, it's like, whoa. Praise God. But let's see what God says. Be angry or stand in awe and sin not. Next verse, five. Offer just and right sacrifices. Trust, lean on, and be confident in the Lord. When everything is all right, when, you, when the enemy cannot come at you with anything, you can trust and be confident in the Lord. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say here? You know, if we continually do something, you know, I, I, Rick Renner had an excellent thing online the other day about the worst sin, the, the seven thing, sins that are an abomination. And then it goes on to say, I believe it's in Proverbs 26, 25. And then it talks about, God talks about the worst sin is gossip. If I sit around and gossip, I'm not going to I'm going to have a real hard time coming before the Lord and being before the Lord. You know, people talk too much. Verse 6, many say, "Oh that we might see some good. Lift the light of your countenance unto us, O Lord. You have put more joy, verse 7, and rejoice in, in my heart than they know." When their wheat and new wine have yielded abundantly in peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you, Lord, alone. Make me dwell in safety and confident trust. Hallelujah. He makes us dwell in safety. He makes us lay down, dwell safely, and in confident trust. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26.3 Thou will keep me in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because I trust in him. You know, you might want to turn there. God says, Thou will, or I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me, because he trusts in me. Do you trust in God? Do you go through circumstances and situations where it looks impossible and you start to look at that circumstance and situation and you begin not to trust God? God always pulls you through if you will stay in that complete peace and confidence and trust in him. But what the enemy wants to do is bring, peer, bring fear and cause you to lose your peace. Let's look at Isaiah 26, 12. The world doesn't have peace, man. I've never seen such. I mean, I have never seen anything like what's out there driving around now. And they get mad at you. 
they're mad at themselves, so they get mad at you. I was in um, Starbucks the other day, and I was getting my money out to pay, and the person behind me kept honking every time that the person in front of me would move up. And there's this long old line. If you ever go to the one on Better Eight, there's a long old line. You're not going to make it to the front real quickly. There's no way. So a couple feet is not going to make a difference. And the way I have my credit card or my money in my wallet, it takes a little bit. And so every time I didn't move like that, this person would honk. It was almost hilarious to me. I thought, whatever. I, I see a 2612. Just bless them, Lord. The old me would have tr just been, just kind of slowed it down just to bug them, but that was the old me. 26, 12. The Lord will ordain peace for us, for thou also has wrought all our works in us. The Lord will ordain peace, God's favor and blessing, both temporal and spiritual for us. You have also wrought in us for us all of our works. Hallelujah. So the Lord will ordain peace in us for those also hath wrought all of our works in us. So all of our works, everything that you do, be confident in Him. You know, I've seen God literally, when someone decides to line up their life and refuses to give in to the harassment of the enemy. I mean, it's, I'm going to tell you, this takes work. This is not easy. It's not an easy thing. Because you've got to cast down every imagination and reasoning. But when... when People do, and they get. you can get to this place. Jesus would not say it was attainable if it was not. Okay? Everything starts to fall in place supernaturally. It's a blessing. God has given this for us. Isaiah 32, 17. And the effect of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be peace. The work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. Quietness and assurance forever. Quietness and assurance forever. Praise you, Jesus. Isaiah 32, 18. Well, he really gets into it here, doesn't it? May as well just read down the whole thing. My people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, in safe dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Either he means this or he doesn't. But watch what you hear. You remember Jesus said, watch what you hear? 
I'm going to tell you, if you've got your ear plugged into the news constantly, you're not going to have peace. It's not going to happen. It's impossible. If you look at what's going on in the world, and, you know, I know there's, not here, I pray, but people that watch the news all day long. Well, what would you expect them to come out like? Happy? Joyful? I haven't watched it since that week, whatever I've shared, preached, before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. Something happened. It just ended. Or hear it on the radio. I used to listen to whoever, Rush, not Rush. I don't like, I'm not going to go there. Um, Hannity. That was it. It was over. The end. You know, sometimes God literally comes in and just literally rips something out of you. It's like, it's just yanked out and, and you just don't even want it anymore. You don't know how. You don't know what, what word it was. You don't know what was said. You don't know what you meditated on. But it's gone. How many of you have ever had a healing like that? You know, you, you didn't even realize when it occurred. But it's gone. Hallelujah. That's how life should be. In Jeremiah 15, 16, the word, the, thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me joy and rejoicing of mine heart. Listen to this. Your words were found, I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. This is what God wants for us, the joy and rejoicing of our heart. For I am called by, my, by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You seek his kingdom first, and everything will be added unto you. That's pretty simple. It's kind of like when you sit down and you instruct your children. You sit down. Well, this was us in our house. Whatever, they, what, what, whatever it was they did that was wrong, I sat down. They knew the rules. There were 10 of them, I believe. They knew you cross the bridge on this, you're going to get a whipping, but then you're going to have to listen to me for a half hour, read you the word, and we're going to talk about this. I mean, it was time-consuming. But I'll tell you what, I learned the word, they learned the word, and they got the whipping. Then they prayed to God, asked God to forgive them, and then they went out and asked the person to forgive them. So what that instilled in them from a very young age was, I do wrong, there's going to be punishment, I need to confess, 1 John 1, 9, and God forgives me. Time consuming? Yes. Worth it? Yes. Did I hear every time? When I have kids, I'm not going to whip them. I can guarantee you that. Well, guess what? They did. I just smiled. You want another one? Colossians 
Never had one of them tell me that they were going to call the cops on me. Had they, had they I would have said, go ahead. You're going to really love the foster home. And if you're bad there, you'll end up going to many. Or they'd beg to have their dad whip them. No, we don't do that here. I take care of it. It's not his job. He works. I'll tell you what, it would have been easier to work than to have to take care of those little suckers sometime. I'll be real honest. There were days when I thought, this is more work than I ever did outside the home. This is a lot more work inside than it, than it was outside. Especially one of them every day. Every day. Just go in your bedroom and bend over. <laughs> please, please, let Dad do it. Nope. Giving thanks, uh, Colossians 1, 12 and 13. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Have you been delivered from the power of darkness? You've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You've been delivered from the power of darkness and you've been translated into the kingdom. Think of this. You were in the power of darkness. In other words, you were under... under Satan's authority, he had full authority over you, and you've been translated, moved over into the kingdom of his dear son. In one split second, the day you got born again, that's how quick the rapture will take place. In that one second when you said the sinner's prayer, boom, you went from one kingdom to another. That's powerful when you think of it. Matthew 16, 9. Thank God. God has given you boldness, boldness not to take that, take anything that the, dem that the enemy has to push out at you. But you've got to know who you are in Christ. That's our, that is our job as pastors to pastor you, under-shepherd you, teach you the word of God, pray for you, do everything we can to help and guide and direct you. I don't want to be your, your um, a controller. I don't, I don't I hate that. I hate to see that. But we're here to guide and teach and prepare you for the rapture, for the next exciting thing that's about to take place. So we're all there together. Glory to God. Matthew 16, 19. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, what by must be what is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose declare lawful on earth must what 
be what is already loosed in heaven. Then he sternly and strictly charged and warned the disciples to tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. You know, there were certain things he just strictly warned and told them, don't do. Remember the one guy that he healed and he said, don't go tell everybody, and the guy went and told everybody. Luke 10, 19, I love this one. Behold, I give you power. I give you power. You've been given power to tread on serpents and scorpions and, all, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So many people are so afraid that something's going to come and hurt them today. Church, you've got to stand on these scriptures. You've got to take these scriptures and speak them out and confess them. The second thing, the first thing was worship. The second thing was confessing the word. The third thing was praying in the Holy Ghost. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. With stammering lips will I speak to this people. You know, I, I liked one thing that, that we taught this morning, and, and it was really powerful. Can I see that book a minute? Someone has it. I don't. Praise you, Jesus. That really came out that was powerful. I'm going to give you one more scripture. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, John 1, 1 John 3, 8, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Destroy. When something is destroyed, I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> I don't know how many glasses, Pastor, sunglasses he's destroyed. Let's see. He, he, he likes to put them on the cars. We don't let him do that anymore. One he ran over. Didn't you ran over one? Okay. He doesn't do this anymore. This is a few years ago. One he ran over. Another one he dropped off the car, but we didn't hear it. And he goes, oh, oh, I dropped my sunglasses. And we came back and someone else ran over it. But those were, I'm using this as not against you, but it, those were destroyed. When you see a car that runs, runs over sunglasses, they are not any good anymore. Amen? So think of this. Jesus, for, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. For what purpose? Go up, go up one. For what purpose? Let's go up there. 1 John 3. Why did he, why did he do this? This is pretty heavy. No one, verse 6, who abides in him, who lives and remains communion with him, within an obedience to him, deliberately, knowingly, and habitually commits practice of sin. No one who habitually sins has either seen or known him, recognized, perceived, or understood him, 
or has an exper experimental acquaintance with him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. The devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the devil sinned from the beginning. I mean, if you can run around heaven and get one-third of the angels to get on your side against God in heaven, this is amazing to me. But once Jesus comes back and reigns a thousand years, there will be people on this earth that will turn to the devil and go with him. That's, to me, that's just amazing to me. Amazing to me. <clears throat> Grab a throat lozenge over there if you can, honey, and open it. That is truly amazing. Here we are. We're ruling and reigning with Jesus. Jesus is king on this earth, and there's still people's nature that will turn and go, follow the devil. So, Jesus said, For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Keep this scripture and quote it. Constantly, when something tries to harass you, no, 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 you don't have this right. Jesus came to destroy your works. Amen? Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. See if I can find this where it talks about the Holy Ghost. Okay. Getting off this course for a minute, but I think I'm going to let us out early because it's getting hot in here. <laughs> when I grabbed my door this morning to close it at, at our house, it was so hot. Was it hot when you opened it? My hand got burnt. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> it's like... Oh, this is going to be a hot one. So, how do we enter the presence of God? Well, the Holy Spirit was sent to glorify Jesus. Let's look at John 16, 14. Why anybody would not want the baptism of the Holy Ghost to me is amazing. I, I don't know where you're at, but really pray about seeking that and asking for that gift. John 16, what did I say? 14. Let's go up to 12. I have still many things to say, say to you, but you are not able to bear them or to take them upon you or grasp them now. So here he's telling the disciples this. You're not able to grasp them or able to bear them or take them on you. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority. Now this, I want you to stop and think. This is as a group, 
And then this is for you individually. So let's talk about him talking to you individually. Because when you're in a group and the word goes forth, everybody's going to get certain things individually for yourself by the Holy Ghost. Like sometimes people can sit there and God will give them so much information that they could actually stand up and preach a sermon. How many of you have ever had that? The, the preacher's saying something, but you're getting little nuggets here. That's for you. That's the Holy Spirit teaching you. He will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that he has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Glory to God. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Okay. Let's put it this way. <clears throat> this does not hurt by, it, it doesn't bother me at all. It just sounds weird. God spoke things into existence before you were ever born. He said when you were going to be born, what you were going to do, what your purpose was, who you were going to be born to, so he could take the attributes, that, the good attributes that he put in the, that your parents and use those plus he, his desires for everyone to be born again Yet there were certain things spoken into you that you were to do. So Jesus could not take every one of them and tell them everything that was to come. He knew the comforter had to come and would tell each one individually. If we do not rely on the Holy Spirit and allow him to do his work in us, then, we, then we'll always come up against a wall like this and never accomplish what God desires us to do. That's why the Bible says in Jude, building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So then it goes on to say, so... This is how we enter the presence of God. Then Jesus, in turn, brings you into the presence of the Father. And the same principles Jesus taught his disciples about entering into the Father's presence applies to entering into the presence of Jesus. When you pray, Our Father, which is on art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word hallowed means to sanctify his name in our lives, raising it high above everything else. It means to enter his presence with reverent worship. So we need to allow the Holy Spirit to move in us. Say you're dealing with fear, or fear tries to come, or a lack of peace, you lose your peace. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to teach you. People, we don't have much time left. You have a work that God spoke into existence for you to do in this hour. 
whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether whatever, at church, there's there are things that God has spoken into each one of you to accomplish, and He wants to get them done. It's up to us how quickly it gets done. It's up to us how much we yield to the Holy Ghost. We can have as much of Him as we want. Now, I'm going to tell you honestly, in this hour, the enemy is doing everything within his power. Remember, he's already been defeated. He's already under your feet to keep you from reading your Bible, to keep you from praying, to, keep, to, to get your attention on something else, to get your conversation on something else, to keep you from... from speaking up forth the word of God and doing the will of God. But today, this can stop. You can recognize where you've been, what's taken up your time, what's going on, and say, no, I'm not having it. I'm moving forward with God. I'm not having it. He will bring people into your lives to try to suck it and drain it right out of you, the spirit of God out of you. So, Pastor has here in the Bible. He has in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you, but his peace. I think that's either Brian's phone or mine. I can tell you it's not the trumpet blast. In the Bible, peace is not used primarily. To, but it could happen some Sunday. And I wouldn't doubt if it happened when we're all sitting here. How'd you like to be sitting here and you don't make it? That'd be something. You're the one left? Uh-oh. What happened? <laughs> Praise God. In the Bible, peace is not used primarily to describe circumstances, but to indicate the perfection of relationships. The study of peace leads to the fruit of the Spirit, how we attain peace. In 1 Peter 3.11, you might want to look up, they must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. So in other words, whatever does not bring you peace... Don't go there. Whatever does is going to line up with the word pursue it. Uh, let's see. Attainment of peace. The Jews greet each other with peace. Shalom. It is a wish or desire for the welfare on, of the greeted. To say shalom is in the sense uttering a prayer of, on the other's benefit. Shalom means Nothing missing, nothing broken. So you ought to just walk in your door and say shalom, you know. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Speak it forth in Jesus' name. I'm going to end with pastor's last scripture on this sermon. And then if he wants to do the rest of it next week, he can. It's the first time I've seen it. It's very good. I had to finish mine first, though. Philippians 4. Now, 
not that yours isn't, yours is probably just as good or whatever, it could be better, but I was familiar with mine. Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Gladden yourselves in him. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Hallelujah. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Do not have anxiety about anything. Someone hands you a prayer list. Someone calls you and says, so-and-so's dying. You can get all excited and get into anxiety, or you can go and pray. It's true. What would the enemy want? You to get so worked up, get on the thing and text everybody, or get on your face and pray. You have the power in you to pray. You don't know what the other people are going to pray, but you have the power to pray. You know how to pray. When Peter was put in the room with Dorcas, he didn't just look at Dorcas right away. First of all, they bring out all these garments she made. I can just imagine, can you put those back? I'm here for a purpose. I felt like that before, I'll be honest. He went in the room, and he did not go straight to her bed. He turned the other way and went and prayed. When he knew he was ready, when he knew that he knew that he knew that he had the peace of God on him, he turned to her and said, rise up. And she rose up. If you don't think that you're going to be placed in that position someday, you know, someone at work could keel over. You have the word in you. Amen? Tell people, get out of the way and get down there and pray for them. You're looking at me like, don't look at me. It's the truth. You have it in you, but you need to be prepared. This is the hour to be prepared. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every every circumstance and in everything, By prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Continue to make your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall keep. When I hear the word keep, that means it's kept. If God keeps it, It's kept. How many know you can't pry? Nothing can pry you out of God's hand. You have to walk away. That's powerful, isn't it? A person has to walk away. So, what did you learn this week? Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. 
God, I just pray for my brothers and sisters. We are so blessed to be in this time. Can't even, can't even say how blessed we are to be in this time because anytime we're gonna hear that sound, we're gonna be out of here. But you, you still have work for us to do. You've prepared us to go forth Walk in peace, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. In times of trouble, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost that's been given to us. So God, I ask you to bless each one. I ask you to minister to each one this week. Open doors for them as they, as they take this word Maybe areas that they've not had peace in. Areas where they've been harassed. God, I thank you that in the name of Jesus, things are going to turn around. In Jesus' name, every head bowed and every eye closed. Are you ready to meet Jesus? If he were to come right now, would you be in the church, sitting here in the church, or would you be up there? If you need prayer this morning, raise your hand, and I'll pray for you. Maybe you got born again, but you backslid, and you need to come back to the Lord. You know what backsliding is? It's to, do, to know to do right, and you do wrong, and you continue to do wrong. If that's you, raise your hands. Okay, I'm going to pray a prayer, and we're all going to pray because we're going to get rid of this harassment that the devil has been trying to put on people to keep them out of peace. Okay, so if that's you and you're, you've had enough, if you don't have the joy of your salvation, if you've lost that, if you continually can't operate in joy, if you're troubled or any of that garbage that the enemy, that, that the enemy tries to say it's not going to work for you this time, God's not going to come through, God wants you to have peace. So let's pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you that righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost are mine. They're, 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 they've been given to me from you, Jesus. I ask you to forgive me for any areas where I've let doubt and unbelief and fear come in and I cast all this care over onto you. And I thank you as I walk out of this house this morning the word is working in me and there is a change in me and I will never turn back to those things that have tried to hang on because they are dead. I'm alive in Christ Jesus and greater are you that's in me than he that's in the world and I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.
Go with God and be blessed this week. Hallelujah.